Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to join us as we take a look at the book. Now, we're not only going to look at one book in the Bible, but a number of books as we study about angels and prophecy. That's the five-part audio series on CD that we're going to listen to a portion of, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy so you can study about angels. Angels played a key role in the first coming of Jesus Christ, and they will play a key role in his second coming. In fact, the most used word in the book of Revelation is angel or angels. We'll talk more about that in a few moments. But right now, let's take a moment and listen to the second portion of this five-part audio series about angels, angels, and the family. But in Genesis chapter 6, God says, hold it. Man, I got to stop this. Look what he does. Here's the reason for the flood. Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. Genesis 6, verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 9. These are the generations of Noah. That word generations could be translated from the Hebrew, the descendants of Noah. These are the descendants of Noah. Now look what it says. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the descendants or the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations or descendants. And Noah walked with the Lord. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. What does that mean he was perfect? Does that mean he had been born without sin? No, because after the fall of man, Genesis chapter 3, everyone at inception was born in sin. Psalm chapter 51. As a baby, Psalm 58, I came forth as a liar. And so they were born in sin. He wasn't talking about Noah being perfect. You know what this word really translated properly from Hebrew would mean? It would mean wholesome. It would mean impaired, unimpaired, not impaired. It would mean unblemished. They use the phrase to talk about animals that will be used for sacrifice sometimes, those unblemished animals. What he is saying here is Noah and his three sons had not been impaired with satanic strain strain of livelihood, of existence. And so why does he choose eight people? Noah, the three sons, the four wives, and kill everybody else on the face of the earth because he has to get rid of that satanic strain. Has to get rid of them. Oh, by the way, all the Jewish theologians from eternity, well, not eternity past, but as long as they've been around, have taught this. And by the way, where do you think they got that little phrase, Michael was fighting for Moses' body with Satan in the book of Jude, the book of Enoch, an apocryphal book, not a holy scripture, part of the canon. But there, in the apocryphal books, they teach angels having relationship with women. I submit to you, the second plan of Satan was to infiltrate humankind with satanic apparatus to destroy the bloodline from Adam to Messiah. 
and that plan failed. God put the flood out. Now, go back to the drawing board, Satan. Get out the old computer. Look it up. What do we do? Glad you asked. <laughs> Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. Here's plan number three. I failed in taking dominion because God said the one who will have dominion will come. Well, okay, I can't do it that way. I'll infiltrate that bloodline so Satan has an input into. Uh, that failed too. He destroys all the earth and all that's there in except for four people. And then you know what he said? You know what the second, the first statement that God made to Noah after the flood? When's... In Genesis, Noah after the flood is what? Genesis 9. You know what he said? Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. Go out there and fill the earth up with good people. Oh, those angels, I took care of that. Go out there and fill it up. I put those in the bottomless pit and the abyss. But i got to have another plan. You know, what Genesis, you know what Daniel chapter 10 is? Daniel chapter 10 is after Daniel 9. Isn't that a brilliant statement? <laughs> Profound. I studied all night on that one. But why is that important? Because in Daniel chapter 9, Daniel now, in chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, has come underneath the Medo-Persian Empire. Seventy years are, are over. He studied the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29.10 or 25.11, where it said, Seventy years! Daniel, you're in the captivity, and after that, it's over. And Daniel, who came out of Israel, Jerusalem, 15 years of age. He's now 85 years of age, Daniel chapter 9. There he realizes he's been out. And there's been the city of Jerusalem desolate for these 70 years. Now it's over. He was number two in the Babylonian Empire. He is now in the leadership of the Medo-Persian Empire. God gives him Daniel 9, 24 to 27, the plan a special plan for a special people in a special place, Daniel 24. have a video back there. Mark and I travel all over Israel and into Jordan teaching that. If you're interested, it's the Daniel papers that back there. Starting in Daniel 9, 10, 11, and 12 to tell him what's going to happen at the time of the end. The Babylonian Empire is over. He's now going to lay out, Daniel 11 lays out five personalities leading all the way from Ahasuerus to Antichrist, going through Ahasuerus, Alexander the Great, Antiochus the Great, Antiochus Epiphanes, Antichrist. He then tells him how it's going to be at the time of the end when the nations will come against Israel. But in Daniel chapter 10, the messenger has to come with the message of Daniel chapter 11. Some question as to who the messenger is in Daniel chapter 10. I submit to you it's Jesus Christ. By the way, I'm in pretty good company on that one, too. Dr. Rennie Showers, theologian of Word of Life, believes me, the same way I do, so we're in pretty good company. I mean, with me and Rennie, that's all there's needed, right? <laughs> Actually, when there's Rennie, I follow what he says. But listen to this. Whether it's Jesus Christ or an angel bringing the message, you're going to see a principle that's going to be involved here. The messenger is on the way. Verse 12, Daniel chapter 10. Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God. That's what he did in Daniel chapter 9. He was praying for God to give him the information. 
And when he realized a little bit about what was going to happen, he fell on his knees and started to confess his sin, confess the sins of his people, wanting to know what God was going to do. And from that day, the messenger, one of them, Gabriel, was sent and got there. I think Jesus now, the next messenger, comes. And from that day that I set thy heart of understanding to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, twenty-one days, three weeks. Thanks a lot for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us as we studied the subject of angels and prophecy. You know, Satan is going to use evil angels in the end times to invade this earth. It will be like UFOs coming as aliens out of outer space. Well, that's what the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 9. In this study of angels and prophecy, we get into that particular study. This five-part audio series on CD Angels and Prophecy is available. You can call our toll-free number and order it that way, 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from all across America. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and order your copy of this five-part audio series on CD, Angels and Prophecy. The address on our website is www.prophecytoday.com. This is Jimmy DeYoung thanking you for joining us for our study of angels and prophecy as we've taken a moment to take a look at the book. And you know everything that was taught in this study today is evidence that Jesus Christ could shout, the archangel could shout, and the trump of God could sound at any moment and call us up to be with him. That's the rapture. Are you ready for the rapture? I indeed pray that you are ready in light of all that's unfolding in our world today. And by the way, the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...